This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This you microphone week? put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Podcast Patriots beat the Panthers 24 to 6. Another convincing win for this Patriots team. And I think we have to be pretty positive with this podcast. Oh, no question. I mean, it started a little sloppy, but it finished in dominant fashion. They, they can. It's what I expected, and I didn't nail the score exactly, but um, this is what I, I expected them. They're the better team with the better well, quarterback and the better coach. You, you expected that without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, I, if McCaffrey doesn't hit his big plays, like I think this page – and, yeah, I would have been concerned about matchups with linebackers. And the Panthers dabbled in that late in the game. I was say, they did it when the game was out of hand. I don't really understand – how they utilized him or didn't utilize him. It was like, I understood, okay, maybe you're going to be cautious. And then late in the game, when the game's over, you're putting him out there. Well, the game's over. So what do we do? Like, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like little, little you're weird a franchise player. You said you want to take it easy, but then the game's out of reach and you're throwing to him, you know, like you should have been doing when the game was still in hand. Right. But beyond that, um, the story of the game for me, the story I'll be writing for WEEI.com is the defense. This defense and I'll give you a preview of my lead. I kind of mocked Gerard Mayo in September and early October when he kept saying, we're going to be a different defense. We're going to be a different defense. Well, damn it. Somebody should hire that guy as a football coach. He seems to know what he's talking about because this defense has come together and it's playmaking, it's defensive line, it's linebacker. Well, it's some of the linebackers, like a little bit better, but I would say that's still there. Well, it, it's funny. I'm starting to think that, the speed at linebacker might be a bigger weakness than the cornerback position. Like the cornerback okay. position has been pretty competitive. Well, I will say in recent weeks, the, the opposition has had better running backs and wide receivers, I would say like to attack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, in a week, we could be seeing an example of CD lamb beats Jalen mills all over again, like things like that. Um, Jarvis Landry has a day, what, whatever. Uh, but this defense and, some of its newcomers, some of its returning players, like Christian Barmore and Matthew Judon have become a thing up front. Like Barmore is one of more probably could be classified as one of the more underrated defensive players in all football. Yes. And I would also say underrated on the Patriots because um, the quarterback's always going to get the love, the attention, the job is massive. And I don't want to take away from everything that it entails being the quarterback of a team and being the quarterback, that whole thing. But Christian Barmore has been freaking good. And you know how we know this one way? Not just what we've seen. When Bill Belichick said, 
damn it. What did he say? Post game. I need to give this guy credit or something. Yeah. Like really emphasize. He's been working hard. He's been the first guy in the building last guy out. Like I think he's clearly more than that. It wasn't just the cliche. He's yeah, it wasn't nobody hard. works harder than like, it yeah, was, no. I need to give this guy a lot of credit. Like, yes. and he never, it's true. Never really does that. I thought that was an, um, above and beyond quote from Belichick and well, tell- yeah, into like the criticism around the draft. Like he's immature. Like he's not, you know, ready for the NFL. And I think he's proven that wrong. He may still have some immaturity. Cause, um, he, I've now listened Friday. I believe he did a zoom. And today, first of all, he speaks a million miles a minute. I get like every third word, but um, I'm going to go back and transcribe some of it because he's a cocky SOB. He's got some young athlete play. When you put JC and him like back to back at the podium, that is not Matthew Slater and and Devin McCoy. That's a different beast. That's young, athletic, confident. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is... This might not be your dad's Patriots. This might not be, you know, your old school Patriots. There's a little bit of a new age swagger to some of these guys and they they're earning it on defense. They stop the run. They pressure the passer. Like today was the typical Belichick, you know, all three levels, all, you know, you got to pressure, you got to stop the run, you got to cover. They did all of that. And, you know, I should add in at this point, uh, Sam Donald stinks. He absolutely effing blows the the pick six like yeah there's pressure but there's always pressure there's always somebody running at a quarterback very few times do you get to just stand there you're out of the pocket like that right like i legitimately think you could have made that throw i could have made that throw like it was Thank a five you. yard like he he stinks his career is over he his oh, career we, we said it before the podcast the patriots they they should have hoped donald played in the game because he stinks Right. And they clearly confuse him. And I did think it was interesting. JC Jackson um, admitted they are becoming more of a zone team. They've played more zone uh, this year. In well, recent- I think that's part of their um, matchup problems. They can't play man. Probably accurate, probably accurate. But um, we had another example today. Uh, Miles Bryant's on the field and Miles Bryant's laying somebody out. Those weight room, those 530 a.m. weight rooms. I told you the other day. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not. Dude fills out a hoodie. Uh, and he filled out a hit on DJ Moore. That's the second week in a row he's left a receiver. Yeah, for a guy that's not very big, he can hit. Yes, he can. Um, so I like that. Uh, Jamie Collins, we've been talking about that since he arrived. Like, eh, not really doing much, not really doing much. A little more active today and makes a freakish athletic interception play. Um, they're, they're co- the team is coming together, and the defense, I think, is leading the way. And remember, I think we all thought that was going to be the case, and then we started to doubt it. It just first. took until October, November, which Gerard Mayo said, but, you know, we didn't right. really believe him, and now we're kind of starting to see it. And I don't necessarily think that's a good thing that it took this long, but it's it's coming in enough time to still – everything's ahead of them. As oh, they're half game out in the AFC. Bills yeah. lost to the Jaguars. Like I don't know who's good in the AFC. I don't know who's going to be good in December in the AFC. Um, I know the Patriots over the last three weeks have done what they're supposed to do. Because I do, but like the middle one was, I didn't know. I questioned it, but mm-hmm. you're supposed to kick the Jets ass. Yep. And this week you were supposed to go down to Carolina, be the better team and come away with a victory. Yeah. You took like, care of that. Well, like we said too, it validated the win last week. Right. On the road In the middle, you won the game. That's a swing game like that. And now you're above 500. And now, you know, your one game at a time has been going on for three weeks in a row now. And you're feeling good about sort of 
what did, what did David Andrews like to say? Like you, you see some fruits of your labor yeah. um, and they've seen that. And I don't know how you now offensively, I think they still leave a lot to be desired. Um, another week where I didn't think Mac Jones had a great game. Oh, but he, that was expected coming into this one. We kind of knew a game like this was coming against Carolina's defense. Yes, but I mean, you're probably going to play some good Buffalo's got a good defense. Okay, but to be fair, he didn't look Sam Darnold bad. And kind of like that's what he has to do is not make that many mistakes. And you have your defense that's able to pull out wins. Like he doesn't need to go out there and throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. He kind of just needs to manage the game in a way. And obviously you don't want to have the pick and the fumble, but he didn't didn't look like Sam Darnold. The the fumble, did he maybe hold it a tick too long? He's going to say he did, but. But. What the bleep are we doing on the back side? Well, it's Isaiah Wynn's fault. Like he, you said it, I saw your tweet. He chipped down to go inside, but the, like, because Hunter Henry was chipping the guy outside. So but clearly, Hunter Brian, Henry's not going to block at the end. So it was on Isaiah Wynn. And Brian Burns is like an athletic, skinny, fast, like, he's not the kind of guy where you could say like, he's more of a power pat, like JJ Watt. Let's just say an aging JJ Watt. You say, maybe I can get a quick here and then still have time to get out here. Like Brian Burns is going to win with speed on the edge. And he did. And he killed your quarterback and you had a turnover because of it. Um, I give Matt credit on the, the interception to Gilmore. He kind of almost laughed and said, I, I threw it right to him. Anybody's going to catch that. It was yep. terrible play, terrible throw, terrible decision. Um, well, I think that's, that's, how many times do you think Gilmore's covered that route in practice? Yes. Yes. Like that's, he's gone against that in practice for four years. So he kind of uh, knew it was coming. Um, you know, it was an interesting game because for my thumbs down, Mac Jones was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Harris was on there because he never got anything really going. And then Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden did because your receivers were non-existent. Uh, yeah. Other than... Uh, Nelson Aguilar doing a nice job stealing a pass interference. I can't even remember him doing anything real. Like, yeah, I think the numbers were 200 and I had it in my thing. I think it was 203 of the 250 were by running backs, the yardage. It was all running backs. Today. And like, even the, so you had a good touchdown pass to Hunter Henry. That was, that was a good throw. That was a good play, um, which has come to be expected. Those two making plays, red zone. Sa- sorry, Adam Archuleta. I actually think Hunter Henry. Is uh, Matt, well, Mac Jones? Hey, hey, he corrected himself. I misspoke earlier. I had, I had third down in my mind, <laughs> and I give him credit for that. He did. He he yeah. he. I give him credit. He said, "You know, you ever say something stupid on TV?" And I'm thinking, he said ten things stupid in the last five minutes. Don't ask him that question. You well, to be fair though, he didn't even own the entire thing. He said Myers has had a touchdown this year. How about his whole career, buddy? Right, right. He didn't. He doesn't really know the story of Jacoby Myers. That that was quite clear. Um, but it's a weird, like the receivers were not, even Jacoby Myers had a catch early that was going to be a first down right up until he bobbled it and then didn't catch it until he was now a yard from being first. Like mm-hmm. they were uh, John U. Smith. They, they run the screenplay. He runs right into the back of Ted Karras, who then holds the guy that he like their, their passing game was not really yeah, running back 220 of the 273 total yards. And now the, that's the good news. Cause I do think they're, they're, um, I think we all owe Brandon Bolden a little bit of a, he, Absolutely. he's been good. <laughs> like we make all, like, I know I'll speak for me. You know, I think he's a diminishing returns guy. If you give him the ball too many times, bad things, like you're not going to get good product. 
well, I'll be damned. The guy is making plays. Like, I didn't even like it. He had that one short yardage run where he kind of danced a little bit, but he got the first down. He mm-hmm. makes – he adjusted better to a back shoulder throw on the sideline than Nelson Aguilar did a couple weeks ago. And this is a running back special teams guy. Uh, Brandon Bolden has been – has been – is a revelation, I guess would be the word. Like, he's he's played really We've well. We've always known that he, like, runs hard or could take care of the ball, like, if you needed to in a pinch – but the ability to, like you said, catch the ball out of the backfield and like actually make guys miss, like he's doing more than expected. Yeah. Can I, maybe I'll ask a stupid question. Maybe this is stupid, but if you were going to rank athletes on the Patriots, doesn't he have to be pretty goddamn high? Yeah. Just, I mean, he, he was in asked ask about it this week. You play all these special team snaps. How do you like then go and play offense? And especially a guy who's aging, he's in his early thirties now. I want to say too, like you give credit to him. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, yes, we need to just acknowledge. And then we also need to tell Bill Belichick, Ramondre Stevenson should be active every week and getting chances because Ramondre Stevenson makes plays. Mm-hmm. He's, he makes more plays on a percentage basis than your 12 and a half million dollar tight end named Jonu Smith, who you still are going to get. Then you're basically your entire offensive team. Yeah, I know, but I was just trying to make a point. They, they try to feed Jonu Smith, maybe feed Ramondre Stevenson because I'm in, I'm growing more intrigued by him by the week as a pass catcher, as a guy who can cut things back. Mm-hmm. And I continue to say, I want to see him get on a scale. I can't imagine he's 247 pounds the way I, he's moving. I think he's lost weight. I think that's been part of the getting on the Patriots program and not trying to be like Garrett Blunt, which some people try to comp him as, which is I'm close to. Um, I, I think he's, he's turned into an NFL back. Do you want to get into the negatives with the running backs? Well, this guy always get into the negatives. So no, I'm trying to stay on topic. And it's not even their fault. It's the injuries. Like, yeah, they all and, have head injuries. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, let's just say hypothetically, because you never know with head injuries, they both can't play next week against um, Cleveland. Uh, who plays running back? Uh, Brandon Bolden. And J.J. Taylor. And I don't think you can go into an NFL game with two running backs. John o. Smith. Maybe. But I'm Could just saying that- today. I'm just saying that this could be a week you have to go outside the organization, maybe add a running back who can play in an NFL game. Because I don't uh, think they have one on the practice squad either. I don't believe they have one on the practice squad. Um, I know a lot of the snarky tweets I was reading, like, Sony Michelle, uh, can we get him back? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'd rather go outside the organization, as you said. Just find somebody. Adrian Peterson's on the street. Find somebody who's on. There's been a million of them this year. Remember right. the Ravens went through it with Le'Veon yeah. Bell and they were signing everybody. Just, you can find a guy. You can yeah, find. Like, so it just wasn't a negative towards the players. It's just that it's something to keep in mind moving forward. You, you lose these guys to head injuries. They could miss next week. And um, they, I mean, Damian Harris got blown up. Uh, that was yeah, another. Brian Jack, Mason, Jack Mason owns, owes him uh, some dinner. Yeah, they, he got blown up and then. We, we should mention it while we're talking head injuries. Gunnar Olszewski got blown up on a kickoff return. You knew that was coming as soon as he got up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and my wife actually said to me, because I forgot who it was, picked him up really quick. And yeah, she was yeah. like, you think they're trying to, like, cover up for the fact that he clearly is either knocked out or concussed and, like, maybe give him a second to, like, I'll help you over and maybe nobody will notice that you're stumbling or whatever. Um, yeah, they, they, he got blown up. And <laughs> Jacoby Myers first was a punt return when he like jukes left jukes right and fell down (laughs) the 40 yard line that was the old christian fourier play where you trip on a yard marker um so yeah no the it's it's especially alarming in that i think we are voicing 
maybe a mild lack of faith in the passing game. So it's not like you can just say, well, I guess they'll just have to throw it 45 times next week. Yeah. A, the pass protection has had its ups and downs. And B, I don't, if you have to throw it that many times, I don't know how productive mm-hmm. it'll be. You got nobody to catch it. Well, not nobody. Hunter Henry has developed a nice rapport. But so, I, yes, but like, it's good for, like, what was it today? It's, it's just like touchdown every week. It's not like it's consistent numbers. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm saying in a okay, pinch, two catches, 19 yards, a touchdown. Like he, so you think, he's making his catches count, but you'd like to see more of that. Like maybe four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. But my point is in a pinch, if you're undermanned in the running game and maybe you're using those old school short passes and t- instead of the runs, Maybe you run a little cut, couple quick outs to him, a couple, you know, little screen, little tight end screen to him. Um, because we should also mention John U. Smith is once again uh, injured with the shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Same uh, thing as the, the last one. Right. So that is another factor to throw into if you have to throw the ball more. And this was after Nikhil Harry already missed the game. Um, Christian Wilkerson got called up. So even if they want to turn more to the passing game, there's some questions about health and depth and weapons beyond just questions about execution mm-hmm. uh, in that area. But would you say that this is now the identity of this offense, like a physical team that's going to out like muscle you, like make it hard to play you on a given week, like offensive line gets in your face, running back bruises you like this is who they are. And they're so physical. Their quarterback might put you in a reverse toe hold and try to break your ankle. If you're diving on a fumble, um, we should touch on that, that uh, yes, I, to answer your question. Yes. I think, I mean, in reality, it took two months but aren't the Patriots becoming what we thought they'd be like And in do, and in saying that, I think maybe Mac has regressed a little the last couple of weeks, but he still gave you, I don't don't think he's regressed. I just think the hype has been toned down. Like I think people are making a lot of basically him going out there and not throwing interceptions where in the reality, he never really like made any wild plays. He just did a good solid job. And, uh, I think my column that I wrote on Friday, the amount of uh, traction that it got mm-hmm. is sort of universal acceptance that that's true. And in case yeah. people haven't read it, they should have. I urge you to go read it now. It's still available on WEI.com. But I basically said um, the buildup of Mac Jones is complete. The Dan Orlovsky's, you know, he knows how to throw it, who to throw it to better than any rookie quarterback I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. The bandwagon is full. And the way quarterbacking works, you get torn down. You get built up to be torn down virtually everyone it happens to um and well i you might have seen my tweet i joked to my son just as the game's coming on and everybody's raving i think phil sims they they did a a minus like yeah like everybody loves mac jones and i turn to my son i got i think he's already overrated and my son goes no he's gonna win a couple super bowls and i was like kind of my point right there right who's won a couple super bowls that play quarterback give me that long list of people that have quote won a couple super bowls i know one i know one plays in tampa Where's all the other guys that quote won a couple Super Bowls? Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, Mahomes like, might probably win a couple. He might. Right now, he's the guy being torn down. He's the guy that people are poking holes in his game, and the RPOs have ruined him, and he stinks. And he was lucky for the first couple of years. Now all those interceptions are coming back to, you know, roost. Like that's my point. We just we have this idea, and I I'm not basing a lot on my son. Although most people, when I tweeted it out, said, your son's smarter than you. He knows what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, well, we'll see. Cause I think it's hard to win a quote couple Super Bowls in the NFL and yep. we'll see how Mac does. Yep. Um, but yes, we should get to Mac um, on the fumble. Um, 
he tried to grab or did grab Brian Burns ankle and really held on to it. It wasn't like just let go immediately or so uh, the Panthers are upset. Hassan Reddick wants it reviewed and it will be, and it will be fine. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised be if he gets fined. Oh, I'll be flat out stunned if he doesn't. He well, will I, don't be- know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say stunned. The, the Chargers defensive end that hit him last week on the delay, the timeout play, they get fined. Yeah, there might have been a whistle there. Like, there's no excuse for this. I, like, if, give me – okay, go ahead. Give me the defense of Mac Jones. What can he say if he were asked? Uh, I didn't realize it was his ankle. I thought it was uh, – I thought – No matter what, you can't do it. At the very <laughs> least, it's like a hold. It's a, like you can't do that on a football field. Right. And no. Like, Grayson Allen comparisons are being made to Mac Jones, which maybe are warranted. Like, I think his competitive nature and his reactionary nature – now, this is where we're never happy. So once upon a time, Cam Newton didn't dive on a fumble and most people then blackballed him. He's never, oh, he's got no heart. He's not a winner. Now Mac Jones is putting a guy in like a Kurt Angle toehold and, you know, he's the dirtiest player. No, it's not that big a deal. He reacted. No. It happened. It's like when guys do like the leg whip or the trip, you know, yeah. after they go down. It's a reaction. He'll get fined. He should be fined. Now, looking at it, I didn't see any. I'm joking. I didn't see an egregious like he tried to break his leg. Yeah. I don't think he was doing that either. I think he was trying to, pre- to prevent him from getting the ball and just kind of grab whatever he could. But he will be whatever the maximum fine is for that infraction, he will get, in my opinion. And he should get. Uh, like, and I, my guess is he'll apologize um, probably on our station at 2 30 on Monday with the Mer- Merlonian Fourier guy. I see the replay and say, I have no like way yeah. on this one. And this may be. You know, the Joker thing where he's got a little maniacal whatever and over competitive like this. He didn't grab Brian Burns ankle. The Joker did yeah, I can see that. Um, any, any else from this game? Like, I think we could talk about the big picture like they're right there in the AFC. You can make a case that they're up there with anybody right now that they're they're probably playing. I don't want to say the best. They're, you can make a case they're playing the best in the AFC right now. You and they're not far away from that being strengthened. The Browns are not a dominant football team by any means coming to Gillette stadium. So if you can add another yeah. win to this streak, um, they're getting close to playing as well as anybody. You just look at the, the bills lost to the Jaguars and the chiefs aren't the chiefs. Like the teams that are up there aren't playing the way that they're capable of. And the Patriots have just rolled off three straight, pretty convincing wins. Right. And we're getting further from the Patriots bad loss, right? Whereas the Bills, I can tell you their worst loss. I can look at my clock. It happened like, a couple like an hours. hour ago. <laughs> um, and, and so you, you have some of that, that recency bias will make you forget the Patriots bad play and, and like really focus on the bad play of some of the other teams. Um, and then you get into injuries. Now I will say if, if the Patriots have a couple injuries, they could be in trouble. Cause I don't think they have, they're not, they're not deep at the positions you want to be deep at offensive right. line and running back and, and defensive side of the ball. Like if Judon or uh, JC Jackson were Armour, to miss more. Yeah, you're right. Like there's some key guys there that um, by the way, side note, I still don't know if I believe the note, but the NFL claimed that Adrian Phillips won the defensive player of the week in the AFC. The first time a defensive back had done it for the Patriots since James Sanders a decade ago. Uh, well, it may be back-to-back weeks. You go a decade, you don't win it. I got to think J.C. Jackson's going to win Defensive Player of the Week with same yeah, thing. Unless, some, pick, unless pick, another pick, defensive pick. player has a, you know, I don't know how you top two interceptions in right. a six. I didn't look around, but I didn't see anything. Um, that So back-to-back weeks, they should have the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. And 
what what did JC say? He that that's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. I can see it on the internet. Uh, then said he had strep throat. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Did he say I thought it was over? Yeah. Like, did he think he was gonna die? Or I'm I assuming did. he, I think he was afraid to not playing this week. But yeah, he had some typical. All James. I could think of is um that old uh, what is it? Uh, Samson and Son. The the guy is that. Is that the one that would say, this is the big one? That's what he thought he was having a heart attack. Like, JC, you thought you were going to die because you had strep throat? You thought it was over? I was like, did you go to the doctor? I, I went to the team doctor. Yeah, like. I, you, I think he's got a little um, greatest showman in him. Like, he he promotes certain things. He paints himself in a certain way, like, which is fine. He made yeah. me laugh with the, the the way he returned and he had to do uh, serpentine, serpentine to avoid Robbie Anderson from catching him. Like, it's a good job. Yeah, I, I and like, I guess there's something to it that it came with Stefan Gilmore in the same field. Like it shows, like, I don't know, you could find some symmetry there. Yeah, but he had an advantage. He was going against Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold yeah, <laughs> I'm sure if Stefan Gilmore was going against Sam Darnold for an entire game, I think he'd have probably two interceptions, maybe a pick six too. No question. But this, the, the point is the Patriots are rolling. They're playing well. They hit midseason with every you know they've uh, put themselves in good position as they've said over the years maybe not as good as they've been in the past like all oh, a number one seed but they're in very much good position to compete for a playoff spot and i didn't uh, get- before we go yeah odell beckham yes or no no yeah me too i i'm kind of bothered by like the patriots being connected to these players all the time like why because this one doesn't make any sense especially from the financial standpoint you have polls on our own you know our own show's Twitter account asking whether the Patriots should claim them off waivers. Newsflash, you can't. Like, he costs $7 million. You have $3 million in cap space. You can't. Well, they could manipulate their cap. If we know had. that, but, like, I, I just – I would be stunned if the Patriots signed him. Yeah, I would, too. But, I mean, there's, there's reasons for it. A, there's always been the connection. Like, there's always been interest from the Patriots. There's been interest from him. Now, I tend to think – most of that interest was when Brady was the quarterback. Oh, I think it was Brady driven, um, but he probably respects Belichick. I think there's probably something to that uh, after some of the coaches he's been through. So there's probably some truth to that, but more importantly, they need a number one receiver. We just talked about, they don't have receivers that show up. They, they can go hold games. And we've seen, and I talked about this on the, the pregame show with the guys, like we saw what Stefan Diggs did to an offense, like right here in the division, AFC East can change everything. And I think, well, this is where I struggle, though. I don't know if he's still great. I don't know. I was going to say, he's, he's not He's not the same guy. He's still got the shoulder injury. Like, he's not he's probably not healthy. It's just, right. there's, he's there's a lot hurt. going on there. He's been hurt most years for, like, the last five years. He's missed games. He hasn't been great, basically, in the last five years. Um, so, I and I, I love that people are comparing it to Moss. Well, same thing with Moss. It was, they're almost the same age. Moss was a little bit older, a year older, but blah, blah, blah. Like, there's part of me that, yes, I would love it just from a, a watching it unfold, however it unfolds, but I don't think it makes sense financially. I don't think it makes sense for him. Like, I don't think he would sign here if he passes through waivers because I don't think this provides necessarily what he's looking for. I think he'd only, the only way he would if there was no other teams that show interest. And I would imagine other teams around the league are going to be interested. Like, I look at the Seahawks. That seems like a natural fit. Oh, uh, and the Seahawks have a high waiver claim. That's the other thing. They could claim him. But Seahawks, Titans, Ravens, Kansas City. I think there's Raiders. I think there's Raiders, yeah. half dozen to double-digit teams that make more sense. 
or if somehow the Patriots overpay him. That's the other thing. Let's go back to our Antonio Brown discussions back then when it was, you know, I thought he would come hat in hand, low money deal, and Bill just opened up the checkbook and, you know, paid the man. Well, he had money to do that then. He doesn't have that luxury now. If he, right. But if he found a way, like if he just outbid the open market for Odell, then Odell would probably come here because I don't think, I mean, he probably looks at it like we're looking at it. Oh, they're playing better. Mac, he's probably hearing all the raves about Mac Jones. And I just think he, he wants to get to with a quarterback that is established. Now mm-hmm. he could, it could blow up again. It could blow up anywhere he goes. Right. Like <laughs> let's say Seattle, if you're Russell Wilson, you got one diva DK, the D and DK stands for diva. He's already established himself as a diva. You got your guy, Tyler Lockett, who I think is your tight. You built a rapport guy. And now OBJ comes in and he's not getting the ball. Or what if he gets the ball and DK wants the, I was open on this side. Why are you throwing it to the new guy? Blah, blah, blah. So it's going to be fun uh, to watch, but I don't think it makes sense for the Patriots. Even for Mac Jones, I just think that you're already dealing with the pressure of being a rookie in the NFL. Now you're throwing a diva wide receiver on top of that. Like let's just say in the red zone, he throws a Hunter Henry on two straight possessions and OBJ is, you know, on the sidelines, you know, getting in his face. You don't want that. Right. And, I mentioned it again on the pregame show that it's it would be interesting to watch because Mac has handled virtually every challenge yep. and he does come from Alabama where he had mouths to feed and there you know diva receivers and other diva quarterbacks like he's been in diva central before it would be fun to see if he could control that because I think OBJ whether he intends to or not would probably test him somehow and like Mm. how does Mac react am I the alpha am I the big like this is my offense or do you suddenly take over the offense Mm. it'd be interesting to watch but I just we've spent more time talking about it than we probably need to I would agree with that all right so we'll be back with a a big game this week I think there'll be a lot to talk about uh getting into this game against the Browns I'm sure there'll be a lot of hype uh, with the national media on Monday I would say like Patriots, you know, wait right back to where they were, AFC title game potential. Like, I think the Patriots will be very hyped up this week. Yeah, um, speaking of that, because our guy Christian Fourier made a comment this week that made me laugh out loud. Talking about OBJ, if the Patriots get OBJ, he thinks that the Patriots are going to the AFC title game. Anything beyond that, he can't tell you because he doesn't know who they're going to play. And I'm thinking, well, what if they make the playoffs as like – um say they win the division, but they play the chiefs who are a wild card team, but the chiefs have suddenly hit their stride in late. Like who knows what could happen in the postseason? Like, of course I'm not giving up on the chiefs. I'm not giving up on Tennessee because you know, they lose Derrick Henry. We'll see. Are the pay. All I'm willing to say is the Patriots are in the mix. They, they have a good chance to make the playoffs. I saw Reese put it at 60 something percent. Yeah, using the 60 right now after today's game. Right. So they have a better than, coin flip chance to make the playoffs that's good i can see the path more clearly than i saw it last year in well there years. actually is one this year last year it was like basically go down the street take a left and a right and then go around the bend and then maybe you can sneak in the back way like it's not happening the uh the path last year was kind of like a Kyrie irving flat earth you look straight out and you could and then it, you just fell off when you got to the edge of the earth <laughs> this year there's a curved earth and you can keep right on rolling towards the playoffs all right, uh, we'll be back in the middle of this week with the podcast previewing the Browns, and enjoy the win. You should enjoy this one. This is a big win that you should be proud of. Patriots are back.